58 of the Radio One Pound podcast. Jason Rona's over there, back from INS. <laughs> two weeks already. Well, not two weeks exactly, but um, a week and a half, maybe. Yeah, I mean, <clears throat> we we've been busy, uh, busy at the shop. Um, <clears throat> we got other events going on, so yeah, it's good to kind of get out and. Um, get back here talking about some RC racing and uh, what's coming up, what we finished, and kind of what's next. And then I get the uh, Puxatani virus again. Yep. <clears throat> so I kind of delayed things, but here we are. I'm still uh, not up, filling up to the uh, challenge that pres- that's been presented to me tonight. But we wanted to get a uh, podcast in right before Jason heads out to the uh, um, Monster Truck World Finals in RC Madness this weekend. That's right. We got the RC MTC uh, group doing the uh, their annual World Finals, and you know we're we're having a. Uh, I'm doing a little work at the shop trying to get some new bodies cut out and ready. <clears throat> so I'm excited. And uh, Rich is up there right now because he was at a scale uh, uh, scale off-road event called Super Shafty Fall Crawl. Like Super Shafty Fall Crawl. That's right. And say that like a few times in a row. Yeah. And he was in Maryland for that. We just we got all the pictures up uh, from him visiting and being there uh, at that event and uh, that's on the Facebook page now, and uh, we we put a few on the Instagram page. But uh, that's good to to get. It's a competitive uh, crawling event, so they do uh, competitions. And uh, yeah, Rich uh, was there for that, and he's hanging out in the Northeast, and gonna gonna head over to Madness. <clears throat> <clears throat> Uh, super shafty crawling event. Wow. That's uh what a name. So did yeah. the J concepts team dominate there? I don't think we dominated, <laughs> but we did well. You, yeah, I was going to say, can you dominate the uh, crawling events? No, you, you can. Um, is is no, there rock no. racing still? Is that a thing anymore? They did have that there, but this is more about like the, um, scaling the scored, the scored uh, crawling event. So, oh, okay. Uh, yeah. So that, you know, we did place very well. Uh, we had uh, some new products we showed. We had some great, um, great ambassadors out there for the brand, obviously, including Rich in the booth. So, um, you know, it's just great to get to those events as well as, you know, we do a ton of race events, but it's great to also um, hit, hit, you know, like the, the scale truck events. And then, like, we're going to do the monster truck event at uh, RC Madness. So, um, before that we had our, our biggest, uh, J concepts race, traditionally our biggest J concepts race of the year, which is this, uh, fall INS and the fall INS is, uh, usually one of our biggest here at Hoosier that we were going to talk about. And then on top of that, um, they also had, a the, the race at adrenaline, the invitational they always have there at, um, the Hardison's track in Winchester, Virginia, they always have the, the invitational during the early part of October. So, um, 
looked like that went pretty well. Um, I stopped by over the weekend. They had a Florida RC Championship race over an Epic RC uh, Raceway, which is over in Newport Ritchie, Florida. So that was eight scale. So yeah, I mean, we're, we're at a scale truck event. Uh, we're here at the at the INS thirteen. There's a, an event in Adrenaline. <clears throat> we had just so many things going on, and then we got um, our carpet NCTS event. Actually, is coming up uh, this weekend. I'm sorry, not this weekend. The next weekend, along with the Masters of Dirt that uh, Kyle yeah. was talking about here. Oh, there you go. Uh, Kyle saying, Jason, are you racing at the Masters of the Dirt this year? I'm actually not because I'm going to be up at our carpet race, the NCTS in in uh, Iowa. But um, it looks like the Masters of Dirt is uh, probably going to be the most stacked field uh, that we've seen in quite some time there at, at the Masters. Be fairly similar to the event that's going on in the background here. We got the INS uh, level of competition. You know, you look at the driver's stand here, we got Tom Rinderneck, we got Lee Setzer. Um, we got the world champion, Tater Sontag. We got the intergalactic champion, Ryan Mayfield. Then we got uh, Aiden Horn, Spencer Rivkin, Brock Champlin, Davey Bata, Dakota Fend and uh, Brennan Schimmel there on the driver's stand. So those are kind of the same kind of guys that are going to be at the Masters uh, doing work. And Paul Wynn's going to be there um, supporting the team. And me and Tyler are going to head over to Iowa and do our carpet race. So hmm. uh, we're going to be in two places at once. Wow. Um. I mentioned to you that this uh, Taters racing here. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't like my idea of sitting out ten scale racing for for the next two years into the world. Like him. What? You're saying that Tater sits out for two years? Yeah, just don't let anybody race against you into the next world. Just race eight scale. I mean, I'm sure the sponsors won't like that, but. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> How awesome would that be, though, just to sit out and, and like, you know, you don't win a race. Then, they're you know, like, like here, you didn't win those race, right? So the other guys are like, oh, well, we beat them, you know. It's like, well, you know what? I sit out for two years. You guys can't touch me until the next world. Yeah, you're like, it's like um, you got to become a number one contender or something to take them on. Right, exactly. <clears throat> you have like a money in the bank race where you got to cash it in and race tater. Yeah, you just. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You I don't know, just, dude. I don't think I would race. I think I would be like, I'm not racing ten scale. I'm the ten scale world champion. I'm not racing f- until the next worlds. That way, nobody could say, "Well, I beat him at the INS race." You know? Yeah, he's like, "Want uh, you want to <laughs> race me? Come run the next worlds. We'll race." Exactly. Meanwhile, I'll be in eight scale racing. Uh, yeah, I mean, it, it's it's fun to think about that kind of stuff. You can't do it because you got yeah. sponsors to represent and everybody starts wondering why, right? Uh, you just come out and tell them. I mean, you hold a press conference and you say, look, I, I'm not racing 10 scale. A presser. Yeah, hold a presser and say, that's it. You guys want to beat me? We'll see you in two years. Why can't uh, you know, They're not going to drop him as a sponsor. Nobody's going to drop him. And he's going to still be racing anyway. Eight scale. 
you could get your uh, your the the wrestling stuff going where you 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 have promos with Tater where he's like people are calling him out. Yeah, right. Why aren't you racing? Why aren't you racing? He's like, it's like yeah. I don't have to race you. I'm the world champ. You yeah. take a number, buddy. Everybody wants to take a shot at me. Yeah. It's like when they don't race the third main after he after he had it sewed up in the second. It's like you know what? I'm not going to race again until the next world. I'll see you in Australia in 2025. I just want to see somebody do it. And like I said, he could still race all the other things, eight scale and whatever else is out there. Yeah, watching this video of the of the INS here in the background just giving me nightmares of this front jump <laughs> section. This um Dude, the racing was, going, was amazing. Everything was going so easy, not easy, was going fine until these guys convinced me to jump this quad in front. And uh Man, what a mess. Oh, that's right. Man, I should have had that on loop. I clipped it and everything. Um, yeah, when they started, the guys started convincing me I needed to jump this front quad. I was just like. <laughs> convince you? You know, I was doing perfectly fine, just doing my triple single. I wasn't going to win anything, but I wasn't. I think I, I think I could have finished in the top three or four of my class. Um, I wasn't. Yeah. I wasn't particularly fast this on this track, but then they convinced me to jump the quad, and man, oof, you gave was, in the peer pressure. I did. Wow. And you know, and I actually, they asked me afterwards, so how was it? You know, in the one qualifier, and I was like, yeah, it seemed like it wasn't as difficult as I thought it was going to be, and I ran a qualifier. I was jumping it. Sure, I made some mistakes, but. And then come the main, oh man! <laughs> I was doing yeah. back, I was doing back flips, front flips, taking out the leader. <laughs> it was it was really a pretty, um, yeah, uh, pretty ugly scenario. You're, you're pretty upset. Yeah, I was just upset that um, that you gave in. Yeah, just I I should have been a little more conservative. Should have just ran the race that you knew. That's right. But wow. you know what? Um, the race was awesome. This, this, this track was really cool. It, the track photographs very well. It drove very well. Um, just completely different, you know, coming from the Worlds, which the Worlds wasn't that long before this, you know, coming from the Worlds and then stepping into this, such a completely different um, feeling and atmosphere at this kind of event. The the surface, the way it drove, was so much different than the world's. And um, yeah, it, there was a lot of guys that really enjoyed this this track and the surface. And and I think that they're all going to be back. You know, they got their big clash of champions event that happens in january they're <clears throat> already been promoting it and i think that you know we'll probably see a really good turnout there again being at the beginning of the year uh you know but um, this is the big incident here that happened <laughs> <No>. <laughs> uh, that was amazing that that actually happened but um mayfield goes by and gets the win here yeah, that was nuts. But 
Yeah, so uh, they're going to have their Clash of Champions in January. I see uh, another good turnout for that. And I know they were talking to me about possibly coming out again for that. Oh, they invited you back to this track? Well, yeah. I mean, uh, they're obviously inviting everybody to come back to the. <laughs> I mean, after your, uh, after your main? <laughs> yeah, no kidding. No, yeah. it, it'd be inviting myself. Did I, do I want to invite myself back? Right. Exactly. I don't want to invite myself back to the driver's stand after that one. <laughs> um, so this is Dakota and Spencer kind of having a conversation about how that race ended. And, and there you are right there. Yeah. Huh. May, Mayfield uh, saying, Hey, thank you. I'll take a win. <laughs> yeah. Very odd set of mains in that one. Or in this uh, this race, you know, we had um, Ryan who took the A one here, and then uh, all all these races went down to an A three, I believe. And Aiden Horn ended up getting the overall in two wheel drive, and uh, Dakota Fenn got the overall win in four wheel drive. Uh, Sammy Moran, uh, he's out there. You can see he's out there blowing the track. He's but uh, he actually won the overall in 17.5, 13.5, and uh, great race overall. It was really good to be there. The weather was super nice. Um, uh, everybody's super accommodating. We had a great pit area. So, um, yeah, the Henleys that run that track, they, they did a nice job, and I'm looking forward to going back. And, again, the coverage was really good. Yeah, we had Matt back with mod live media and um chris who comes with him uh to run the camera and we had uh, we had uh, jason bollinger who was doing our media at this event and uh, yeah we, we did some different things you know we, we kind of let matt uh, do the video he was live and Jason Bollinger did uh, our media coverage and covered it in photos, and we did it a little bit different. And uh, we had we did a couple car features. He brought his lighting equipment, and <clears throat> uh, you know, um, obviously without Hannah, now we had to kind of do things a little bit different than we're accustomed to. And right now we're kind of on a um, you know on a program where we're kind of trying to plug somebody different in almost uh, each of these events to get our media coverage taken care of. And um, we're, we're a little, going to be a little spotty here on uh, getting everything kind of ironed out each and every time uh, for a couple months until we get sort of a routine down. But, but I thought it went pretty well considering and um, yeah, it, it was a good event. I mean, the, dinners afterwards i mean i've never seen so many people laughing so much i mean lee was cracking up everybody and mayfield was falling out of his chair laughing so hard at lee what the hell everybody else I, it was just our our dinners were epic um and yeah you have a banquet no 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 just a, right. our regular dinner uh you know just get yeah. together for some dinners at night and Man, um, that's some good times. 
They were laughing about your mane. They probably didn't even need to do that. <laughs> All right, so I should scroll around here and find the uh, A2 probably, right? Uh, I can let it play. Yeah, you can let it play. Yeah, one thing that's what's um, one thing that's really nice is at this event is they have really a lot of pit space and they have a whole room that they can also let the racers pit in, uh, which is kind of next to the sh hobby shop away from the track. Um, so I think that um, that was kind of nice. I really enjoyed that uh, pitting just a little bit away from the track. I didn't think I was going to like it at first, but it mm -hmm. actually worked out pretty nice and, I think that that was kind of a, a bonus to the weekend. Uh, Matt Olson checking in. There you go. Good job coverage on the coverage there, Matt. Enjoyed it. I watched the mains. I was checking them out. I was texting you at the same time. Maybe that's what it was. You're trying to check your phone while you're racing. Uh, Mel I was checking it while I was driving, probably. <laughs> uh, Mel Marks says, is uh, Hannah still in the RC business? Um, not, I mean, not, in RC, track, not in the RC business other than, um, you know, her family owns the track adrenaline and a hobby store in, uh, Chilanti. Is that what it's called? Chilanti, Virginia? Chantelli. Chantelli. That's it. Chantelli. Fragile. Sounds Italian. Chantelli. That's <laughs> it. Uh, so they have two hobby shops, one track. Mm -hmm. So. Their family's in the RC business, show, and then um, obviously, so, yeah, sure. obviously she's, um, uh, you know, with Lee, and Lee's obviously heavily involved as a racer, and I'm sure she still gets plenty of racing talk, and she feels like she's part of the the business, but at the moment, not necessarily, uh, as I uh, as I understand, not in the RC business, but. She's in the RC business because everyone around her is in the RC. Exactly, tender blood. Exactly, you can't um, you can't run too far away. <laughs> I mean, it's amazing. I mean, I'm watching this video of this track, and I mean, it wasn't even two weeks ago, right? Right. And the world's is you know was it was it even a month ago? The world was yeah the sixteenth. Uh, well, you know the ninth through the sixteenth. So this was what two weeks later. Yeah. So the so the so the world was a month ago. Um, I mean, it's amazing how fast things move by today. I mean, it, you know, in the old days, man, it used to just mull over um, worlds and national events for months. For months. Yeah. Now it's like. I mean, it's like a week later, and you're just moved on already. Um, yeah, you guys race a hell of a lot. Now. I mean, it's the world, you know. You're, you're supposed to be thinking about, and that that's supposed to you know mean something for a considerable amount of time, and it really means something for maybe one more week. <laughs> <laughs> that's I mean, what I'm saying. I mean, it happens so fast. There's so many of events. And the coverage is so great at a lot of these. And, and I think that it, it still does mean something, 
but you just don't, it's just not like it used to be in the old days where, I mean, you're thinking about it for months and months, like, and now, yeah, now you guys are going right back to this race. And that's what I was saying earlier. Like if I was Tater, I'm sitting out because these guys are like, well, I, you know, I beat them, Uh, you know, yeah, I had a bad worlds, but now I beat them. Sit it out. Yeah. Just sit out. Yeah. So, and, you know, and, the, oh, and, and, you know, we, uh, <clears throat> you know, in between all this, you know, these guys have, you know, Mayfield's been to the eight skill uh, track doing some practice. Uh, Spencer's been building new cars for upcoming races. Uh, Mayfield built a stadium truck. <laughs> I mean, he hasn't run stadium truck in probably four years. And he just, wow. built, he built a stadium truck for the masters of dirt. And, it's just it's it's you're always doing something and um you 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 just can't live in the past and in in any of these business in this business because it's just always moving forward and there's nothing you can do about that last event all you can do is move on to that next one and it's coming up and it always comes up so soon so you know and what was interesting is I talked to Tater a little bit there on the driver stand and about the worlds and everything. And I almost feel like he's probably the first world champion that I ever talked to that he just said, he's like, Hey, you know, the way I look at it is he's like, it was my weekend he goes, my stuff was running good. I was driving good. And it just so happened that it was at the Worlds. And he's like, it could have been at this track. You know, he's like, my weekend could have been at this track. And I could have TQ'd in one for some reason. He's like, but my weekend was at the Worlds. And he's like, that's just kind of how I'm approaching it. Like, I think, and what I kind of got out of that is I didn't get the impression that he believed now I'm the best driver in the world. And now I'm or that I'm better than Dakota or I'm better than Spencer. He's saying, Hey, I'd had my weekend. I was happy that I was able to do it against those guys, but I realized that I have to race them all the time. And I'm not going to tell you that any one of us is better than the other, you know? Right. And I thought it was really kind of mature for him to say it that way. Because I think a lot of people do win worlds and then they immediately say, well, I'm I'm the best best. in the world. And, you know, and it's easy to think that because I'm the world champion. You know, it's easy to think that because I'm the world champion, but it is only one race. And it, it's not like you, you play a whole NBA season or a whole NFL season and you win that seven game series in the finals, or you win that super bowl after the playoffs. Um, It's, it's one event. It's one track layout and everybody puts their cards on the table at that one event. And some people come up uh, with the winning hand. Right. And, um, and, and that's not taking anything away from anybody that wins them, but it's also the reason why there's people still fantastic racers um, who've won countless events that are still not world champions because the timing has not lined up. 
it wasn't their weekend on that track as kind of Tater explained it, right? It, they haven't had their weekend yet. And um, so, yeah, it was pretty cool to talk to Tater about it. He was really cool <clears throat> and realistic. I, I, I started by asking him, hey, man, how, how has everybody been reaching out to you, you know, talking to you about this or trying to get you on their team? Or um, he's like, you know, he said he had his phone turned off. Oh, um, man. And during the mains and the main day and all that. And he said when he finally turned his phone on, he had over 200. Oof, kept going off. Yeah, he's like, it's just like that had to be kind of cool because, you know, that is a distraction, right? Like, you know, we talked about, you know, I'm talking to you while we're at the race and all that. Well, he was able to kind of turn it all off and kind of live in the moment which has got to be so rare these days to turn off all your communication like that and concentrate on sort of the thing at hand and uh, probably felt really good to, to be kind of disconnected and to only be, um, which is so difficult these days to only be focused on the one thing on that day and that weekend, which was to do their best in those races and, uh, obviously, as we watched, um, he was fantastic. Uh, Mel Marks checking in from YouTube. Uh, he says is the uh, mod coverage was great. Uh, so, Jason, any thoughts on the Schumacher LD3 buggy? You know, it's it's tough uh, for me because you know we worked on the body for that car um, quite a while ago, and. So the fact that they're just releasing the information on the car being available, um, it, it's, it doesn't hit me as, as, as it does everybody because we've kind of been looking at, you know, this car coming for a while. It didn't have all the parts on it, the car that we used to work on the body, and uh, Paul worked on that. Um, but it was a long time ago when Paul was working on that project, and um, – What's interesting to me, and I don't know if Gotti or even Kirby has seen this, but they're offering the car in three different versions. And that is, man, um, nobody's done that yet. Uh, They have a, I think, pretty much a, a carpet car, a dirt car, and then there's a stock car which is has lightweight components so i've never seen three versions of the same vehicle available yeah i don't think x-ray's even done that yeah they're they're pretty they're pretty standard with one kit they do one um one kit make it universal and yeah they kind of get the job done with that associates have been been using the two kit variation for a while uh, I would still, I would like to see everybody, you know, and I don't know what the numbers are. I don't know on the different kits, but I would like to see everybody have one kit um, and a little bit more. Um, adjustability. To well, make it. Not, not so much the adjustability, but <clears throat> I just kind of feel like we're getting closer to being able to get it done with one kit again, because the actual, 
all the dirt racing we're doing is high traction. All the carpet and turf oh. is high traction. So I feel like we should be getting closer to uh, doing it with, with one kit again. Now, the issue I think they're having is a lot of the kits for carpet, they like to have a gear diff. And for dirt, it's, they like to use a ball diff. So, so I think that's a main the main difference. Um, but kind of adding another wrinkle in with the Schumacher here is they have a stock version, which the stock version comes with a lot more lightweight drivetrain items. And, uh, and then uh, carbon chassis, I believe. Uh, Paul and I were kind of going over the options today. It, it's pretty cool that they have a stock version, but it, it tells you how large the class is. And, um, but yeah, three versions. Hmm. Uh, didn't think that would happen. But uh, one thing I will say is uh, the Schumacher. I've always liked their their four wheel drive cars. Uh, for one way or another, I I love the one I had in the early nineties. I had a uh, the Cat two thousand. I love that thing. Oh man, yeah. And they've always made a good four wheel and two wheel. They've always been a little. Um, not on center with that, that vehicle. I think they've always had success on high, on, you know, AstroTurf, uh, grass tracks has always been their forte. But the last five years, they've really kind of reeled in the two-wheel buggy um, design, and they are making pretty big strides with that two-wheel drive car and to the point where, It, it looks as good or better than any of the other cars out there hmm. on the track. Um, you know, Brock got third at the Worlds in two-wheel. Cavallari got fifth. We talked about him on our Worlds episode having a really a great Worlds. Uh, I, don't, I only think I, – I think he – out of the five rounds of qualifying, I think he had four great runs uh, that were top tens. And he obviously had that first main that didn't go his way with the little – penalty call um yeah but um yeah i've been really impressed with the schumacher cars um and then particular the the two-wheel drive coming along uh better than um they're i think they're even putting more effort in the two-wheel than the four-wheel even though i think they're a little more known well it's where the world championship is in four-wheel they won the world in 87 um but uh yeah, I, I I really like this this new car, and uh, I think it's I think they're growing in the I think you know they do better than people I think believe anyway, but I think that they are going to start growing a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, so we got the four wheel mod buggy A one going on here in the background. Uh, Tater Sontag, you can see his car. He just pulled up. Um, I'm right in front of the camera there, but uh, yeah, another, another Brock TQ Spencer was second Tater. I'm sorry. It was a Brock Dakota, Spencer, Davey, Tater, Mayfield, Aiden Horn, Bornhorst, Evans, Rinnerneck, and Lee Setzer was uh, 11th here, uh, 11 cars in our, in our races. So 
I mean, this is a, a stacked field, and they're going to have this again uh, coming up here in a week or so. Um, so, yeah, these guys are moving on quick. And <clears throat> these these mains, they were wild, man. This, um, you know, we talked about it earlier, how Mayfield won that first main of two-wheel. And um, the second main, Spencer kind of had a nice little lead, made a mistake. Uh, then the race got chaotic. Mayfield got together with Brock once, um, and Aiden ended up winning that one. And then the third main came down. Mayfield um, was racing with Brock again, and Brock went wide, got loose off the big quad, kind of gave room for Mayfield. And I'm thinking, oh, Ryan's got this win. And, you know, it was – one of those situations where you just don't ever know what's going to happen. There's no way to predict it. And he comes down the hill. It got just a touch loose and he got stuck on the pipe and Aiden went by him and finished the last lap and won the overall. And it was just like, Oh man, <laughs> like I thought Ryan had it for sure, but it just shows you that you just never know. It just, you know, you, you just, cannot, you can predict it as much as you want, but you never know for sure. Uh, and there's favorites. Like I was thinking about this one day, kind of dawned on me. And before the worlds, I was saying the fastest three guys I had seen uh, at hobby action were Spencer, Dakota and Brock. And I was kind of thinking they were the three favorites. Well, and then I was thinking Aiden was in that group of four to five, right? And I was thinking back about the world, and I was like, well, wait a second here. And, like, Spencer got second, Brock got third, and Aiden got fourth. And so I had three of the top four picked correctly. The only difference was I didn't have Tater winning it. Mm. But it just shows you um, the the projection ahead of time might have been swapping Tater and Dakota positions, right? And then I would have had the complete top four. But yeah, um, no, that's not how it works out. This is the real world. Um, things change. Uh, Adam Rails in the chat saying this layout layout was gnarly and a lot of fun. Uh, I loved it till I started jumping the quad, <laughs> and then I just was like, "Do you listen to your peers?" And then then the like, fun was no longer there. I'm like, "What am I doing?" <laughs> You're like, "Well, I'm out of this race. Might as well take this guy out, and might as well take this guy out." <laughs> 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 yeah yeah uh yeah peace out on that quad jason it was uh man <laughs> what was weird i was telling paul later i'm like you know and i didn't run my b main you know i actually i made it into the b main there was a c main I made it in the B main, a two wheel mod, and I didn't run it. 
I let another driver bump up into the main. They just oh, pulled me nice. out of the race because I was like, you know what? I'm going to get my car ready. I don't want to have to do the tires all over yeah. again. And right. And you're going to be I'll, a hazard out there anyway. I'll just wait for my main. <laughs> and kind of felt like I'd never been out there. I was like, man, maybe I should have ran that main. Then I wouldn't have been such a mess. <laughs> I felt like I couldn't even go straight. Like what's really strange watching this and, you know, Adam will, I'm sure back it up, but every little movement of the steering wheel on this track, since there's so much traction, except mm -hmm. for after the quad right here, after the quad, not a lot of traction. Right around that turn. Yeah. Right here, this step on, step off, coming on the straightaway. I felt like I could never go straight on that step on, step off. I would, jump onto it i'd make a little steering correction the car would just jerk left or right and then it would be mm -hmm. like i'm just i'm just reacting on the fly right here coming up step on it right. looks so easy when you watch these guys but um i would land make a little steering adjustment the car would just dart that direction man it was so hard to drive it was crazy hmm. yeah these guys make it look easy yeah, and, you know, just – and to do it slow, you know, I mean, I could – like I said, when I went around the track and I just did the triple, I didn't quad, and I kind of went around at my own pace, it wasn't that difficult. But to start to bump up the pace, you start to bump up the pace and go a little quicker or want to go quicker, it makes all those things happen much quicker and – erratic and you know adam mentioning you're very edgy and that's exactly what it was it's just i always felt like it was on the verge of flipping over and definitely not comfortable that's for sure hmm. uh jeff's saying my new goal is just finishing a race without breaking regardless of what main i'm in yeah exactly there's me yeah. oh there you are you're just like whew, geez you're like Dakota got that one, Spencer. Look at that. There's your top three. There they are. That was your prediction for the world, somewhere, something like that. Yeah. And let's see. So yeah, we we move into. They had a big race in um, Europe as well. Uh, they had a the Buggy Land event, which uh, Davide Angaro. He won both of those classes. Mm. Um, obviously, coming off of his world's win, and then uh, he had a pretty good race. And we were all watching that in the pits during this event. We were watching it in the pits of what was going on, and he had a good race going at the beginning. Uh, Elliot Boots was running well, Davide, of course, and uh, Juan Carlos Canas. Um, <clears throat> They were running really well, and uh, Davide ended up winning Nitro Buggy, and he won uh, E-Buggy. <clears throat> so pretty cool. Uh, that was going on while we were <laughs> while we were in the pits, and we were kind of had that on the, on our phones watching that main, so that was pretty fun. <laughs> Dakota getting in here for an interview uh, with Matt. So... Moving on a little bit, uh, I was talking to Jim Hughes, brought up a point. I tagged you in it uh, during the week, and 
Jim's really always really funny on Facebook. Oh yeah. The uh, West coast. The way he phrases things, but you know, I meant to have a little chat about that. And basically his standpoint, (laughs) uh, reading between the lines is he's like, I'm a California guy and we used to dominate, um, racing. Everybody wanted to be from California and practice and move to California to be a better RC driver. And then today, um, you know, with the exception of some up and coming guys, that's not really the case right now. And, you know, I know when I was a kid, I wanted to move to California because I thought that that's where you needed to be practicing and racing at to be a top level racer. And, and it really was true. I mean, for the most part, it was very true. And obviously uh, my era was the Kinwall days and he kind of set the standard there for practice and preparation and play these short courses, just driving into each Dude, other. Dude, that's what I'm watching. I'm like, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and Adam rails is checked out. Gone. Look at it. <laughs> See you guys. Maybe See I need to get a no short course. Yeah. I there you go. There, I could be in there battling. Well, it looks like you out there. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, so that used to be the thing with, with uh, California. And, you know, Jim kind of mentioning it on his Facebook page. He's kind of like, you know, what happened to us? You know, why, why aren't our guys? Uh... It's, it's not that the California drivers aren't good. I mean, there's a ton of California guys. And, I you know, I think of off the top of my head, uh, quite a few, but um, the concentration on stock racing these days has probably kind of um, stunted some people's growth in RC. Um, So I, you know, you look at the concentration on stock these days compared to the old days. It used to be, you know, modified only. Yeah. That's what I was talking about while you were gone. It's like you wanted to race mod. You didn't want to race stock. Yeah. And so, and so my theory on the whole thing, first of all, is in the days that Jim is talking about in the older days, we'll say the 80s and the 90s, uh, you had Associated and you had Losi who were from Southern California. They, that is where they, they're, you know, uh, <clears throat> the company was located and that's where they did it primarily a lot of their racing. And they had a lot of indoor tracks in those days and outdoor tracks. And primarily they raced 10 scale there. You know, there was no such thing really as doing a lot of eight scale racing. And, you know, and when Kinwall kind of hit the game, you know, I think, um, you know, there was Cliff Led, Jay Halsey, Gil Losey, Jack Johnson, that group, you know, Rick Howard and everybody that lived in that area. That was like the first, you know, definitely some of the first sets of drivers. But then you kind of got into the Kinwall generation. And he was pushing the limits so hard with uh, his weekly race schedule he wanted to club race and race as much as he could every week. So Kinwald was pushing the limit for everybody 
And he was traveling to many of these different tracks that were open in Southern California. <clears throat> he raced wherever he could race. He, de he developed a following and he really kind of put pressure on the rest of the, the group that you kind of needed to follow suit. Otherwise you're going to be left behind. And so I think that's why, you know, there was, you know, definitely a little breeding ground of racers that um, were, you know, kind of in that generation also because Kinwall was pushing so hard and people kind of wanted to follow him around and, and they were uh, really successful at doing that. And with the manufacturers being there associated in Losey, <clears throat> the kit manufacturers, they were also battling and they were using their racers, the, the Kinwalls, the Mark Pavitas's, everybody that was available to keep, you know, pushing the product and they were trying to develop things on a, on a weekly basis, uh, develop racing RC cars. And that was really their focus. So I think the intense battle between the manufacturers, the, the idea that there was racers that kind of got addicted to this schedule that some of the high end drivers started doing that it was kind of, it, it basically just blossomed that whole area into being sort of the Mecca of RC racing and the fact they had a lot of tracks and you could do it many times a week. You know, I remember when I was racing, it was like, well, in Florida, I can only race once a week and Kinwald can race four or five times a week if he wants. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, that's a pretty big difference. But, you know, today, you know, with OCRC going out and um, there just isn't quite as many tracks as there used to be. And there's no key driver forcing everybody to, to kind of follow suit. There's definitely some key drivers and some great drivers, but the concentration on stock and then also just not as much leadership um, from a racing standpoint and the manufacturers not pushing the limit um, like, mm. they, like they once did. <clears throat> so I think all that was California's advantage. And now that the, that it's not existing near as much, if there's any California action that's really super busy right now, it's eight scale. Um, so eight scale is is definitely the most popular in many areas, but California now, and and there still isn't that new guy that's just pushing everybody to the limits. You know, you got Adam Drake who, I mean, he should have been burnt out 10 years ago, but he just has so much stamina for RC. You know, there should have been 10 new guys uh, pushing the limits, pushing Adam Drake. Um, and there just isn't. Um, it's hard to, come up to that level and stay there or surpass it. Um, so, 
it's interesting, you know, and you have the, the Arizona crowd. Uh, you got, uh, um, you know, the Midwest seems to be the new, almost really like the new California in terms of mm. their, their talent, uh, talented racers and talented drivers. You know, we have so many uh, younger almost like the tracks a slash generation of entry level guys are coming from the Midwest. Uh, obviously Taylor Sontag just won the world. He's a, from Michigan. Um, you know, in the nineties, if you would have said somebody from Michigan, oh, world, man. he'd be like, what? Yeah. Oh, How's that possible? He beat a California guy. When the hell does he race? <laughs> you know? Yeah. But today, you know, I mean, you got Arizona, Spencer and Mayfield winning a couple worlds each. And uh, from Arizona, you got um, obviously Dakota's the hottest driver probably in the business in the USA. Overall, he's from Michigan or used to, you know, was born in, or from Michigan originally. Uh, you got um, Aiden Horn and um, Al Horn and his factory tracks group of guys. Um up in, you know, they're, they're in their early or late teens, I guess you could say early twenties. And, um, it's showing up, showing up in the results. And obviously Brock, uh, he's one of the top 10 scale guys, but very strange, uh, you know, very strange situation going on. You know, Brock was from Utah then he moved to Vegas and really kind of he he'd gotten some racing at OCRC <clears throat> as a younger racer, uh, him and his brother. But they were kind of right on the tail end of uh, California racing um, being so dominant. And, uh, you know, Steve mentioning here, we got Cole Tollard, who's from Wisconsin, but another guy so good now is Paul Lemieux's son, you know, Chase Lemieux. Yeah. Uh, he's, he's getting to the point where he's um, one of the top racers in the country now. And he's from Wisconsin. Damn. <clears throat> so Westers, man. And you think about the, the hobby plex and Omaha. Um, <coughs> um Yeah, it's just not dominated by California anymore. Which I mean, that's what we used to say back in the day. Like, well, the California guys they can they can race year round. Mm-hmm. Where like you know, we just had outdoor tracks here, and then of course in the winter, you couldn't do nothing. Yeah, and you know, um, <clears throat> you know, there's there's a million excuses. For yeah, it was kind of an excuse. Well, they can they, they can race all. Yeah, all I mean year. that's ultimately the excuse, but. the people that can drive, you can drive. I mean, I, you know, for us, I could race year round, but I can only race one time a week. So, you know, you can go and practice, but you can only run race once a week. And I mean, the times I went out to visit Kenwald as a kid, man, I, I, I raced like, I, I just wanted to race every day. Right. Like it's like, where are we going today? And Brian's like, oh, we go to RCH today or there tomorrow. You know, we go over here. Um, 
and he just, you know, they had a place to go. And um, it really was uh, an amazing era. And right now it's, it's just not in that area. It's, you know, they're, they're having this, you know, there's a lot of other good racing going on, but it, it's, uh, it's affecting the, the Midwest right now. But those racers are getting older also. They're not kids mm. anymore either. They're in their late teens, early 20s. And they're, you know, what's that next group uh, of racers uh, coming through? You know, who's 10, you know, 10, 12 years old? That's um, where are they from? You know, are, do they got it? And uh, so <clears throat> I, I think it's just the, the intensity that existed in the old days between the manufacturers. The manufacturers were in California. They had the budget, the money, if they wanted to push the limit locally and test, tune, create product. The drivers um, reaped the benefits of that battle between the manufacturers. Um, they got more opportunity. And then the tracks themselves generated more entries uh, because of the you know, the area, the population, and there was more places to race on a weekly basis. And it really worked out. I was just on uh, Schumacher's browsing her site here, trying to pull up. It's uh... pulling up the new car. Yeah, but that's oh, slow. The other thing that we have today is, you know, we've been talking about it this whole show, but we have a lot of events, a lot of racing. Yeah. And it's crazy. Back then, back then you had more time or the general group to devote to your craft practice to work to working on practicing, working on your program and sort of just the repetitive, repetitiveness of race prepare race prepare competition now we you know there's this uh, kind of this bad habit that racers are in now where they want to go big race to big race because they feel that's where um, they get the largest bang for their buck in terms of they're they're looking <clears throat> to further their racing but they feel like in order to further their, their racing they have to run a big race mm. and, or a named race a race with marketing a race so they're being attracted to these events because of the marketing of the event and what's going on during the event but in many cases um they're missing out on the in-between. You know, I think like last year, for instance, uh, me, Paul, and Tyler, we did a lot of running at Beachline prior to the Florida Carpet Champs last year. And I really enjoyed going over there and racing with them and running the club racing, even though it was a little bigger commitment on our end uh, weekly or on the weekend. I really enjoyed that side of it 
And every time I left there, I wanted to do it again. And this year, I really, we haven't been over there because of just, we're working and we've been busy. And uh, the world's obviously took some time in there, a good chunk of time that we were probably using last year. <clears throat> but I really enjoyed the, those moments last year with both of those guys um, racing at beach line. And, you know, I think this year we're going to kind of show up a little less prepared uh, track time wise. And I'm a little bit embarrassed about that for myself because I, I still hope that I can go around. Okay. But <laughs> um, it's just, it's difficult to put everything uh, at a, at a, a high degree of attention and to prioritize everything that highly. Um, you know, we, we have eight scale races to attend. We got, you know, the scale events, we got monster truck, we got, you know, all these things we have to, we have to, and we want to be a part of, but you know, it comes at a, it comes at a price. The price is, you know, we don't get as much time to go and drive when we want to drive. Yeah, I mean, like you were saying, too, like the factory, like I remember thinking that, too, back in the day, like, oh, Associate and Losey are out there. These guys mm -hmm. have such an advantage, like, you know what I mean? Like, they got the mm -hmm. factory at their disposal. Yeah. And uh, I remember saying that back then, too. I mean, I was just blaming, you know, coming up with excuses, like you said. But, yeah, I mean, there's a million excuses, but. <clears throat> but like uh, Kirby was mentioning on the pod the one time when uh, I forget what race it was, but it was in Vineland when Kenwald came over. Mm -hmm. And it was like just a huge thing. Like, you know, it was like yeah. a rock star showing up. Mm -hmm. Oh, my God. Kenwald's coming to the East Coast. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I don't know what year that was, but. The race I used to love going to was the Georgia State Championships and the Colonel's Classic, which was <clears> – <throat> those events were in Savannah, Georgia. And, you the know, Colonel, we get, Kentucky Fried Chicken. We used to get, <clears throat> you know, 300, 350 entries out there for, for those man. races. And, man, those were awesome events. And I wish there was – you could get generate that feeling again, but <clears> – <throat> You just can't. <laughs> so there's the body there, the S2 that Paul was working on a long time ago already for this car, but it's out now. And they did a great job with this car. <clears throat> this will probably be their best selling two wheel yet. And they'll keep, they'll keep working on this. Uh, I think, you know, what we're really waiting to see, you know, in this, segment is we, we would like to see you know TLR's new car they, they need to get their new car out um, obviously they was good enough to win the world we talked about that but but you still got to have that new item that people want so that's where they are yeah and today people want stuff like we used to joke about the x-rays every six months a new kit was coming out but I don't know people love that stuff man Especially today, everybody wants new, new. They feel like if it's a year old, it's outdated. Um, I know you don't like that, but I just think that's how society is today. Like everything's 
like the phones every year it's a new one you know what i mean even if it's not even an upgraded one like it's just minor tweaks and it's like a brand new one you know and everybody gets excited well what it is is it's it's um is it cost effective for these companies to do that that's the thing i don't you know what can you really change i mean i think what it is is it's it's a corporate uh realizing that new sells and it and and that's what happens in the whole world is new sells and Mm -hmm. you're always generating that new thing and uh you know rc cars are no different new definitely sells and and it will um I, I predict this will probably be one of their best-selling two-wheel cars they've had in a while. And uh, I'm sure if TLR comes out with one, a new one, they'll do well. Oh, yeah, everybody go nuts. These are out of stock, Jason, all of them. Well, it's it's just really – they're just showing the release date today. Uh, I don't know. Today? Yeah, this this information just came out today on this car. Oh, because it says uh, – okay, the, on the stock one, it said 211 I don't know why it's so dark. Oh, it's it's backwards though for us. Oh, jeez. <laughs> November. We, so it's yeah. November. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, why do they do that? Huh? I, that's I think. Um, I don't like that. You gotta change that. Well, I know it's, it's way, a thing that you, over in Europe they do that, right? Yeah, the way I I think the way. Well, it could be this. This might be the way you're supposed to do it, but. <laughs> It's the second day of November 2023. That's how they read it. <clears throat> you know, yeah, we, always, like that. we we see it as November 2nd, 2023. But the way that they their system is, it's the second day of November 2023. Mm. Yeah, they need to change that. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you're like, well, according to this, this thing should already been out. I know. I don't know. Like, uh, if I'm, uh, you know, browsing this site like a noob and I see that, I'm like, well, this this came out in February. I guess I'm still waiting. They're out of stock. Like, you know. I mean, come on. Yeah, change that. I mean, look at this, too, though. Like, what what is that in front of the 399? I mean, come on. That's pounds. Yeah, I know. But, uh, yeah, just, you don't need to put that in there for me. Just make it 399. I mean, it's three ninety nine, right? Yeah. Over there, it's three ninety nine. Correct. So just just make it three ninety nine. No need oh. to be cute about it. Well, that's my suggestion, to Schumacher. All right. So Dave Bowman's saying, how about at least some control arms? You don't have to grind, Lucy. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go, Lucy. I hope that's part of the new vehicle when it comes out eventually. You don't have to grind them. No grinding. I mean, that is annoying, right? I mean, but... Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't know exactly. I mean, I don't have the car. I don't know exactly what the situation is, but... Um, yeah, you, you want it? You want oh, elaborate, other. Dave. <clears throat> but, I mean, don't you always have to do something anyway to the arms, regardless, before you, <laughs> you can ream them? Well... well um, What's he mean, grind? I honestly, I don't know. Oh, Matt was saying it takes uh, 20 seconds to cut the arms. Come on, man. So he's telling Dave, like, hey, it only takes 20 seconds. Is that what he's saying? Yeah. 
20 seconds seems like a long time. <laughs> well, 20 seconds is long for you. you In this day and age, it is, right? 20 seconds? You should, you should <laughs> be cutting out bodies today. That, that's a, that definitely takes more than 20 seconds. I know, I know you guys can make a joke out of that 20 seconds being long, but uh, <laughs> uh, you cut two holes off. All right. Well, let's see. Cut that 20 seconds down to one. How about that? One second. One second. <laughs> yeah, Jim's laughing. He knows what I mean. Yeah, 20 seconds is a long time for me. Um, Steve Richter's saying cut arms, Dremel casters, and uh, rear arms. <laughs> All right. Uh, checking in from YouTube, the smoking rat. I like that. <laughs> Smoking. I just got a B6.1 running that someone gifted me. No way am I running the latest and greatest anytime soon. Yeah, it's fine, right? Perfectly fine. Smoking Rat's also saying that's why they put as estimated. Estimated due date. So November 2nd, 23 is the... Uh, and, and, yeah, and lose the due date. Put launch date. That sounds better. Launch Got some recommendations. I'll have to reach out to Schumacher. <clears throat> yeah, I mean that's your that's your gift email. That's my, uh, right. And in fact, I emailed the uh, NFL office recently. Okay. Um, Jeff Storm saying he's still thinking about KFC. Oh, th- he's still thinking about KFC. Uh, that Colonel race that you were at, Jason. <laughs> All right. The Colonel's classic. Uh yeah, smoking rat saying it gets born on November second. Yeah, that's what it sounds like to me. It gets born on November second. I I just like to hear launch. Launch date sounds cool. Get launched. Now is that a worldwide a worldwide launch date? November second, or just over in Europe, UK? I don't know <clears> how it all works. But it comes with the J Concepts body, right? So doesn't get any better than that. All right. Yeah, so let's uh, talk about what's coming up. We got uh, so you're heading to the Monster Truck uh, World Finals this weekend. Yeah, so you got your truck all ready to rock. Well, Rich, you know, Rich has most of the stuff up there with him because, uh, you know, he had to take off like a week, a week ago for the, the scale event. Yeah. So I got some work to do when I get up there to make sure everything's running. Um, I. Uh, Tyler did do some shocks the other day for one of my monster trucks and I've been cutting out some bodies and kind of getting my new, my new bodies ready to go so I can look good. Yeah. And I'm, I'm pretty happy about, um, being able to put some new bodies on the trucks for the race, get them decaled up. And, uh, I'm pretty pumped. It should be fun. Yeah, so can we watch this? Uh, can we watch this online then? No, uh, got to be there. Got to be there. This is old school, man. <clears throat> you got to get mod uh, live up there. That would be pretty fun. I mean, why not? He could have an interview after every single race. There'd be okay. a winner. <laughs> It'd be interesting to do a live version because it there would be so much going on. There'd always be like a little race to watch. Yeah. Yeah. Good idea. 
Dustin Spallone says he's prepping the old stadium truck for Masters of Dirt. He's going to need it there, going for that overall championship. You know, it's a good gimmick that they have there. Yeah, Matt Wilson saying, just say the word, Jason. He'll be up there. Well, we just said the word, so start heading up. <laughs> When's the race, Friday, Saturday, and Sunday? Or just, I think uh, Matt's getting a week off. I think he said it was five weeks in a row. He, he was at events five weeks oh, in a row. Yeah. When, we, when he was doing this one, I believe it was five weeks in a row. So um, he, he needs a, he definitely deserves a little break. <clears throat> so yeah, we'll, uh, we got the, the monster truck race and then we're going to roll into our NCTS event, which is going to be in Iowa. I'm going to head over there with Tyler. Matt will be there, Mod Media doing some, Soon, some uh, media work, bringing that live, which is going to be really cool. New track, we've never been there before. Then uh, the other the other uh, drivers would be over at the Masters of Dirt, doing the big race there. So it's going to be pretty crazy. What I'm thinking is, uh, I was just talking about is a it's a nice little gimmick that. They have an overall championship at the Masters of Dirt because it really forces you to run stadium truck, which I think is great. And it makes the racer commit to racing the three classes. So effectively, by kind of dangling that carrot out there of an overall champion, it forces you to run a third class, which is, is great thinking on their part. And uh, great work by Brent Densford and those guys kind of putting that format to use uh, that makes you want to run three classes. So it works. Well, I can go up to this race this weekend with my my phone and broadcast it for you. Absolutely. I can, co- I can uh, uh, cover for Matt Olson because he's saying he's joined his uh, two weeks off uh, Olson saying, I'm joining my two weeks off back at it again for an NCTS next week. So he's yeah, back at it next week. I'm pretty sure nobody deserves a break like Matt does right now after dude that world the worlds and, all, and then this all these different events. He said it was, I think he said five in a row. So <laughs> he deserves his little break and yeah, uh, and he'll be back at it. Uh, so I can go up there with my phone and I could put this on. Look at this. Oh. I could be official. Yeah. Look at this, Matt. Look, look at that, Matt. Got my own shirt. I supported Mod Life. Bought a shirt. That's awesome. Yeah. You're gonna, and you did. Uh, you got a world shirt too from Larry, right? I got a world shirt from Larry. And then I have my J Concepts world shirt. We are rocking. Getting all kinds of hooked up. Hooked up. Look at that. Matt Olson saying I'm factory now. Yeah, you don't want me to go what up there doing that. What you should have did though. is fly into the worlds with the shirt on. <laughs> just rode the pits. <laughs> well, not, yeah, you just and you just go like, you just blend right in. Yeah. Matt's like, who the hell is that guy? He's not on the payroll. Yeah, blend, <laughs> blending right in. Yeah. Well, that's what I got the shirt for, so I can go maybe go to a race and just act like I'm part of live or a mod live and act like, uh, you know, act like I'm part of them. He, he doesn't realize it. And he, he just sees the shirt. He's just, 
here, take the camera. Da, 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 da. It just starts barking out orders <laughs> to you, and you're just like, oh, okay, yeah. <laughs> right, right. Nah, man. Uh, nah, seriously. I mean, those guys, Matt's doing a great job, the whole crew. So I had to throw some love their way. Um, uh, just Storm saying, Matt, your coverage is awesome. Smoking Rat, I guess this is what you were talking about while I was gone. Uh, three classes to win overall reminds me of the idea of a triple crown or something. That's cool. Yeah, that's the idea, but, is it? Um, so they all three, three are awarded individually like normal, but there is a points, kind of a, a points um, being tabulated while the main events are going on. And then the lowest score, I believe, uh, wins the overall. So there's technically a, uh, a modified, uh, modified master and a stock master. Stock master. Stock but master. The, the one that I think I'm they like haven't it. added yet, which I think will be pretty big <laughs> is a 40 plus master. They oh, haven't no. added that yet. Jeez. <laughs> I think that. I'm How did I know? Sure I think they have two of the classes already. I oh, think my God. I think there's two-wheel and four-wheel, and all they need to do is add that truck. They could have a 40-plus master. Oh, man. Paul Sicarello will be there then. Paul Sicarello, Paul Wynn, Brent <laughs> Telke, Al Horn, me. Yeah. Um, <laughs> who am I kidding? I'm not running three classes. <laughs> Uh, Dustin's saying he heard that there's some West Coasters coming to lay to SmackDown in Connecticut. That'll be good. I'm, I'm really hoping to see a good turnout out there. And um, the DeFalcos really, they got a ton of passion for the RC monster trucks. And I mean, it, it's, it's great that they're involved. I mean, we, we couldn't get as much done in RC monster trucks without those those guys in the passion you know that's what all this stuff really boils down to is you got to have the people with the passion behind the scenes and every single aspect of it whether it's the passion to build the track build the cars race the cars manufacture the product um, organize the events cover the events it's all about people having the passion to put this stuff together because um you know, it's, you know, it's not like when you're, it's not like when you're doing these things, you know, you finish five events in a row doing live coverage, like, you know, Matt doesn't turn into a millionaire from doing five different events, you know, he doesn't get signed to a, you know, a ESPN contract, he's got to go to the next, you know, he's going to go to the next events and do the same work and try to upgrade his service. And it's a, uh, so that's why, you know, kind of supporting everybody that supports this business is important. And, you know, obviously Matt and his stuff is part of that. Um, you know, the, the, the irritating part is whenever, when there's individuals or companies that try to jump into this and they're not supporting it, they all they want to do is take from it. Mm. And so that's the disappointing part is there are a ton of those out there too that just want to take from this steal ideas, rip off products, um, you know, 
just a bunch of, you know, kind of garbage and garbage in, garbage out, and they just want to take from the business. But the reality is, is there's a lot of groundwork in this that you got to pay your dues and you got to uh, have the passion. And those are the ones that should be rewarded, in my opinion. Uh, Matt's agreeing, 100% passion. Um, the smoking rat, 40 plus and true, is truly the master of dirt. There you go, Jason. Yeah, that's, that's tough. To, you know, uh, they used to call it <laughs> master's class, right? The 40 plus guys. Yeah. They used to be called masters, and, you know. That sounds like legendary thing, like masters. You know what's kind of interesting that's kind of disappointing, I guess, to me <laughs> is. I kind of suck at 40 plus. Like I, <laughs> I do. I mean, I so do. Okay. So you're racing to the level of your competition. Is that what you're saying? I, I'm just not that great at it, to be honest. Like I was a much better, I was a much better normal competitor than I am a 40 plus racer. I just, I don't know what it is, but it's just, to me, like people talk to me about it sometimes and I'm like, you know what? I don't want to be a great 40 plus racer. Like, <laughs> like I already, yeah. I was already a great racer. Sure. I want to do well and I want to win, but I don't just travel race to race to be the best 40 plus racer. Like I just, like it just doesn't like do it. So don't for race me. it. Well, it just doesn't do it for me. Like, it's, it's not like I want to, I have all this motivation to work on my cars and all this motivation to practice and prepare. Like I kind of have to like force myself to be excited about racing 40 plus because it's just not, it's not the way that I guess that yeah, I don't, mind, it doesn't, it doesn't, right. that's not the way my mind works. Like to me, I'm always like, I don't do this because I want to be a great 40 plus racer. And um, like, I've already had my time, you know what I mean? Like of being a racer. And now I feel like when I race 40 plus, it's sure you want to win, you want to do well, but it's just not the same. No, you don't want to be remembered like that. Well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, it's, it's, it's like racing stock. Well, well back in our day. It's difficult because you do want to do well, but it's just not like I'm not going home like wanting to work on my stuff. Yeah. Oh, I won the 40 plus class. Yeah. Like, you know, it's not but, something that but you really. Weird is, I like to win. Everybody likes to win. And even if it's 40 plus, you want to win, but it's still a mindset, right? Like, I think in order to be good at any of this, um, I think no matter what, your mindset has to be to be the best racer you can be. And for some reason, when I race in that class, I don't have that same mindset. Hmm. And I, and I, I, I do see a lot of racers that don't have a problem with that. To them, they see a car, they see a race, and they have the right mentality to do it.
correctly. And um, yeah, so I don't, I don't know. You know, I, uh, I'm really not sure that the class is needed. You know, but I do like the fact that the class exists. I think you do. Um, hmm. I think that it just is. I do think that it's a great class to have, and and I, and we've had a lot of racers enjoy it. But like I said, I don't go to sleep at night or wake up in the morning thinking, you know, I want to be a 40 plus champion. Like I just, it's yeah, hard it, for me. I sure. I want, like I said, I want to win. I, no matter what it is, everybody wants to win, but you know, like when I was younger or whatever, and I was racing, I wanted, you know, I would go to bed at night. I would wake up in the morning thinking about being a, a champion of the highest level class. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. But yeah, so I don't know, just, but I think to do it right, it can't matter. It can't really matter what the name of the class is. I think when you have, you should, there's a mentality that you really need to be able to tap into that no matter what it is, no matter what it's called, you have to put that race face and that race mentality on and you fight to the, the bitter death. Right. <laughs> like, right. And, and, and that is a great racer. Um, I, I see guys like that all the time. Uh, in in RC and I really envy the you know their their mindset towards it, but it is difficult for me to put myself in that mindset. Um, but I, I do enjoy watching a lot of the racers do it, and there's some really good ones. I don't know though, because I'm like. Because these guys are racing the other classes, and then they're racing forty plus, right? So some I'm people, like, some people do, yeah, yeah. So I'm always like, ah, oh, well, forty plus. I don't know. I don't really care. Who was really tremendous? <laughs> I don't at care. This race, Al Horn was tremendous at this race in forty right. plus. His lap times in qualifying. Oh, I mean, he was pretty close to putting in like a main runs in the modified class. Um, his lap times were really, really good. I just um, don't think that. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm saying. I don't think the class is needed. Like, I don't think you need it. Just throw those guys in there. So we're so we're, so we're what we're doing is we're really going back to saying what I'm always trying to figure out is age going to affect these guys like Mayfield and stuff. And what we're saying is, well, 40-plus can't compete against those younger guys, so here's a 40-plus class for you. Yeah. <clears throat> I don't know. Maybe the, the, age, the, the age does affect you, for sure. Uh, I think so, when well, we're it curious kicks, to find out here soon. Because when, when it kicks in is the question. When does it actually kick in to where? In, well, apparently 40 40 <laughs> I thought I thought when I raced the last time I felt really really good besides that turf race that we just ran that I did really good at and 
I was doing pretty well in the modified class there, which was really the telltale sign. Um, but before that race, I would say the last time I felt really good on the track was around 2017. And, and I was, um, you know, it was, I was like 40, 41 years old. I felt that was probably the last time I felt pretty confident, I guess you could say. Um, but you know, of course it's not super fair, um, because I don't, you know, you also have to be, you, again, you have to have your mentality in place that that's what you're there for, right? Yeah. And if you still are a pro and you're, you know, a, a paid pro to be a top-level racer, you might be able to put your mind still in that place it needs to be in to compete at a, at a high level. So, <clears throat> so we're going to find out soon here, like we were talking about with Mayfield, right? Cause he's 30, what now? 36. Uh, well, he's 37, 37. Um, and so me and him are 10 years apart. Um, and, I'm 47. He's 37. Uh, Jared Tebow's 37. Ryan Cavallari, yeah. Ryan Cavallari is 37. Wow. Yeah. Um, they're all the same age. And <clears throat> they are still doing extremely well with their racing and their driving. And I will even say better than I ever thought that they would. Um, I thought that it would have been difficult to hold on as long as they have, but they've done a tremendous job doing it. Uh, but they also have a great mentality. Uh, they have a, you know, their competitive nature and their mindset is extremely good for this. And they're going to show us how far you can take it. Uh, Randy's saying, I think the more you race at least once a week, for example, it makes it more, makes the, makes more of a difference compared to age. Okay. I, I tend to think that if I raced weekly and especially on a track like this, like we're watching the background at Hoosier, I think I would definitely, um, it would benefit a lot. But it is, you know, you also, you have to be motivated to want to do that, you know. Um, and for me, you know, people talk to me about that kind of stuff all the time. Um, and, I, and I just say, look, my focus isn't on my personal racing. If my focus, my focus is on the company and our other racers because they're better than I am. And if it was just about me and my racing, we would have never made it a couple months in the business. Right. So um, my, my focus is on our racers and the company and the products that we should have and create. And yeah, if I, wanted, with that. if I wanted to, I could go to every single 10 scale race. Um, I could bring a mechanic. 
I could raise three classes, um, but it would be a super selfish of me to do that. Now, sure, maybe there would be, you know, one race a year that maybe I could do something like that and it would kind of be kind of fun. But, um, you know, but I could if I wanted to. I could go to every single one of these races. I could run three classes. I could have a mechanic if I just wanted to make it about myself. But it's not. It's really about the team. It's about the company and improving the product and staying staying in the game. Uh, Corey Jordan is asking, uh, Gotti, when did it kick in? Uh, probably about 22. <laughs> you know, when other drivers were peaking, <laughs> I was over the hill. <laughs> At my local track, that's when it started going downhill. Yeah, I think um, my peak of racing. Let's see, what age would I have been? I would say thirty-five. No, no. I thought I was done when I was thirty-five. I thought I was done. Really? Yeah, I was like, um, well, I can tell you exactly. In the year two thousand, I thought. In the year 2000. In the year 2000, when I had Jared Tebow in my qualifier when he was 13 years old and he was kicking my ass, I knew I was done. Wow. Um, really? I mean, Why 2K hit Jason? <laughs> well, I just knew it wasn't my future, right? Right. When I saw when he was 13 and he was in my qualifier and he was leading, I was running pretty well and I remember him leading and I was like, well, <laughs> well, yep, <laughs> just like the chat. Well, <laughs> um, yeah. So let's see, ninety-seven. I would have been. Well, yeah, I was right around twenty. I would say from from twenty to about twenty-three years old is when I felt like I was probably at my best. Um. At, at 16, did I make it 16 on 95? 96 Nats, man. Almost so took down the double X4. How old were you then? 96 to 96. <clears throat> when I, I ran my first world, I was 19, I think. And I didn't, I wasn't quite ready at that time. I did pretty well, but. Um, but by the time the next one came around, I was about, you know, 21, 22. I think that's when I was probably at my peak. Wait, 20, 20, 20, 21. Yeah. I'd I say, tw I would say oh. 20 to 23 years old, I think is when I was about at my peak. Wow. Hmm. 96 knots. How old were you? Right in there. Yeah. Wow. Really? Yeah. Damn. Yeah. I guess it would be. Yeah, you almost took it down, Jason. Double X4. Well, the, the year before that. It fell apart after that. <laughs> well, the year before oh that. God, I mean, Matt was only, Matt Olson was only five then. Damn. <laughs> Don't we hate him? Yeah. Jeez. <sighs> No, I'm becoming that grumpy old man. I'm hating these younger kids. 
<laughs> All right. Well, before that, you were saying. Well, I was going to say that the year before that in 95, I actually did better in 95 than I did in 96 uh, at the Nationals. And then in 97 is when I made the main at the World. So basically the big years for me, 94, 95, 96, 97, that was probably the, the big span for me. Um, those are probably my most uh, the, the best group of years together, I would say. Yeah. And then you're like, well, can't can't compete on a level I'd like to compete, so I'll just open up my own company. Well, it comes quick and- because you know you think like if '97, um, there's only three years until that race in 2000 when I I felt Jared Tebow was 13 and running Jeez. so well. So I w- I f- like I was basically not that far out of what we could consider the peak years of my racing. Yeah. Yep. And three years later, I'm thinking, oh, I'm done. <laughs> <laughs> I peaked and I'm going down that hill now. I mean, it, it wasn't really true, but that was my mindset was, wow, there's a 13 year old and this guy is hauling ass. And I'm like, damn. Hmm. But you now know you what? He's one of the best RC drivers of all time, so I wasn't too far off. Yeah. Now you got uh, Mayfield holding off all the teenagers. Mayfield, Dakota. Yeah. Spencer. Though Spencer's pretty young still. I mean, you think about Tater. He just won the world. He's 16. Yeah. That's, Jesus. Can't imagine. Hmm. All right. Well, now you're going to the Monster Truck Finals. Uh, monster truck uh, world finals, which uh, actually you do really good in. So, yeah, we'll see. You'll see be whooping up on them. Yeah, see how it all goes. I mean, I really like prepping the, these trucks. I like taking pictures of them and looking at them because you know you put a new body, new paint job, decals. You kind of have you work a little different identity, and that's really fun for me. Like I really like that side of it. Um, you know, we run some, you can put some different tires on them and they all look yeah. a little bit different. And that's fun for me. I, I like doing that. It's really, uh, really addictive. Like you look at the lap times here from this race. Oh. That was just up there. And, you know, you look at Mayfield's, he just practically tied Spencer at the finish line there. They went, that was them right there at the finish line. Um, so coming down the straightaway, they finished. It was four four tenths apart at the finish line. And you look at the the lap times here, mm-hmm. and look who's got the best lap. Um, Spencer has the fastest lap. But only a couple ticks behind is is Mayfield, and actually his uh, his average was a little quicker. It's kind of interesting. 
the the <laughs> thing that the thing that Ryan has going for him is he's always been immensely talented. He started when he was uh, six years old. Jeez, and his. Uh, talent level has always been through the roof for this. Um, and what helped him was maturity. Um, he didn't really have to get any faster. What he had to do was get better um, mentally and better um, with the vehicles. And so actually getting, being more mature has actually on the track has, has helped him and it's extended his career a lot. Yeah. Big time 37. Man. All right. Well, I guess you're getting ready to fly. You're flying out tomorrow, right? Actually, no, I, I'm not going to fly till oh. Friday. I'm going to do Frontier. another. Do, no, no. I'm going to do another day here at the office, get some more stuff done. Oh, good. I'm actually excited about, getting into work tomorrow and getting some more stuff done. Yeah. But we wish you the best of luck. And I know a guy going up there, Kyle Batman will be up there. Oh, good. I guarantee you will be. I didn't talk to him, but he's always up to those races. So yeah, I hope so. I always, yeah. I see him. I always say hi and we, we chat. Yeah. Good guy. Good guy. So tell him I said hi but, when you see him. And, yeah. For everybody watching, you know, that's, uh, we got some big races coming up to watch, watch our, uh, NCTS event, of course, in Iowa. Matt Olson's going to be covering that. And then uh, Masters of Dirt, same weekend, so you can flip back and forth. I think Danny Paz um, is going to be running the media uh, f- over there at the Masters of Dirt. And I, th- I believe we're the main sponsor for the coverage there at Masters of Dirt, too. Uh, J Concepts is. So watch that. And uh, Give them a like and subscribe. Yeah, exactly. Head over to jconcepts.net. Get all your gear. Head over to uh, Mod Mod Live. Get your shirt. It's a real nice shirt, too. It's that you know how I am with material. This is like real soft material. I love that. You don't feel like you're wearing sandpaper. That's the next level. Yeah, this is the next level. Actually, I think it says next level on it, doesn't it? Next level, yeah. Or something like that. But that's exactly what you need to uh, – nice, lightweight, smooth, great material. <clears throat> and, so, man, I think I think we got a big eight-scale race, probably the last one of the year going on. AMS is coming up in November. Oh, no, yeah. that. Are you going to that? Paul's going to be there. I'm not oh, That's right. I think I asked you because if you were going, I was – I mean, I love eight-scale. And then Uh-oh. Florida Carpet Champs. Uh, and we're stacked. That's down there, and then that's going to be here in Florida. And then, of course, the team associated race that goes on at trackside. So, we got a, a, an amazing October, November um, going right now. Nice. Randy's saying he's going to be rocking some uh, rip decals here shortly. Good. Very nice. Cool. You get over to Stick It One. Uh, you can also get them at Stick It One. So, all right. Well, Jason, best of luck, man. Uh, too bad I can't watch that for you, but uh, I'd like to see how you're doing. But you'll keep me updated, and uh, I'll check RC Madness's website and see if they had that cam set up. But, uh, yeah, best of luck out there. And then, uh, I man, it's going to be tough squeezing episodes in if you got the schedule you got coming up. But 
We'll try. I should be here. I should be yeah. here. We should be able to get it done. We'll try and get him in. Some next week we'll check in and see how Jason did. See if he beat up on everybody up there. It's always tough. I mean, how many races are there? Like how many? I don't even know what you call the classes. So, but there's. I think there's three or four different. Um, that you're going to be in. There's three or four different classes. I'm going to race in two classes, but you get to have multiple trucks. Cool. You know, there's. You get to have multiple trucks in each class. I believe you get three retros and three uh, pro mods. So I'll technically be racing six trucks. All right. Well, we wish you the best of luck. And then uh, we'll check in next week and see how you did there and figure out which one of those events is coming up next. <clears throat> Sounds we'll good. To me. About that, so. All right, guys. Appreciate you joining us. Don't forget to like, subscribe. It really helps us out. Head on over to YouTube, Facebook. Go over Jason's page. You guys already know. Tell a friend, though. Tell a friend. Thanks for joining us. Yes, you put it succinctly. Suck what? Succinctly. It means perfectly. Oh, yeah. May I do that?